There are new players in the fold, Mr. Ramon Foster. I sense something of a lack of outright excitement. How about you? Uh, I do too, DK, but what are you supposed to do? And it seems like every time we get off this show, there's a new breaking news cycle, DK. What are we supposed to do? Yeah, there's new players. There's new. Uh, there's a new offensive lineman. There's a new this and a new that. And I, I just I get the sense that everybody's kind of waiting for like, come on, give us something here. Cole Holcomb was added today. A nice linebacker comes with a, a a good resume. A really good vibe about him on social media, by the way, including from the Washington fans who are not happy to have lost him. So I don't get the sense that this is just like. Let's replace Robert Spillane. Do you? No, I don't get that's the case, too. And this is the thing, too. I'm, I'm seeing some of our comments come in already, DK, mm -hmm. when it comes down to the Cole Holcomb uh, signing. Um, and this is the thing. The, the persons that you want at Pittsburgh never go after anyway. They just don't. They look for a, a, a low-value, high output, and that's what you're getting from a guy like Cole Holcomb. To me, this is magnificent for him because he gets an opportunity to expand his career. Last year, he started off the season for the Washington Commanders as their day one starter, opening day starter, won the job, and then had an injury that ended his season. This isn't a guy that's, a, I like to call at times, a slappy DK when it comes down to him just being a jag. Is he a version of Robert Spillane? Yes. Is he much better than Robert Spillane? I think also, too. This is a guy that can also cover. One thing I went and did, went and did was look back at his uh, pre-combine analysis. And this is the thing in which Spillane didn't do well from the get-go was coverage. They said his cover skills are above the line. He's able to do them. His instincts on how to cover, though, is something that has to be refined. And this is the same thing I look at when it comes down to learning how to play in the NFL. You have to be able to grow as a pro, and that's something, and looking at his film moving forward, that I'm hoping we see on the field for us because that covers linebacker means a ton, DK. You know that, too. Yeah, that's why James Lawson asks here, he says, is he Joe Schobert? You know, he might be the Joe Schobert that was in Cleveland. Uh, okay, okay. Does, that, does that work? And, and, and this is why. Schober, to me, when Pittsburgh got him, was on the tail end of everything yeah. that he was doing. Joe Schobert in Cleveland was that dude, okay? And I don't want anybody to think that he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that, too. For, for anybody who doesn't know how this works, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, you can participate. You just leave a comment. Uh, say hi, leave a question, do a hey moan. If you do hey moan, though, again, it's gotta it's gotta come from the soul. And and by the way, moan, we yeah. had a we had a record usage of, of this video yesterday in terms of live viewers. We we got as high as five hundred and fifty. But we ended up through that live session that we got one hundred and forty five likes. And hey, like, what are we doing here? You know, if you're here, that means you're on an account. So go ahead and hit that like button while you're here, man. It's a simple transaction. That's all. Yeah, we'll it, call it simple transactions, DK. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Justin says, don't say hi. Say hey, moan. That's how it's done. That's what I'm with it, Justin. That's I'm absolutely done. On that note, of course, June comes in with hi from Dallas. See, she's not, she's not listening. She's the D-Town. There we go. 
Uh, let's let's see what else we got here today. Because I'm not all that excited. I, this Cole thing. I, I, this is one of those cases where I want to. I want to hear what the Steelers have to say about how they value him. It doesn't mean they're right. Right. And it doesn't mean they get to dictate the coverage of it or whatever. But if they said, listen, we saw something in this guy. and We feel he can start next to Miles Jack, and we have our inside linebackers, depending on how things shake out in the draft and whatever else. Here. That makes me look at it in a different light. You see what I'm saying? It does. And this to me also, if you go back and I'm sure everybody has the same Googles that I do, I went and say, let me go look this guy up. Well, I did. He was a walk on at North Carolina, um, ended up playing special teams his freshman year. He led North Carolina and tackles his sophomore, junior and senior season. This guy can play ball. It's a matter of the same names we're used to when you come in this NFL is, oh, if he's not a first rounder, then we don't know him and we don't like him. Oh, if he doesn't have a big guarantee on this deal, then we don't know him and we don't like him. This isn't the case. Sometimes this guy's, I think, about to go into year four or five for himself. He's been with Washington since the day that they drafted him in yes. the fifth round. This mm -hmm. isn't a, a off-the-street type of situation where this guy's a Rudy story. And I hate to say that, you know, the old Rudy movie no, no, and no, stuff no, no. like this isn't a Rudy situation. Am I championing Cole uh, Holcomb? Absolutely not. He's got to go inside that locker room. He's got to go Latrobe and, and, and defend himself and show us why he deserves to be a starter. Again, this guy was the opening day starter for the Washington Commanders. And one thing I know about uh, Coach Rivera is this. He knows talent. He knows how to get, uh, get the best out of guys. And they were doing that when it comes down to him being, again, I'll say this, the opening day starter for the Washington Commanders. And, and, and Washington's defense wasn't their problem. No, it was not. And that, let me say this, to play around some of those guys that was on that team, he'd have probably had a higher offseason had he not got injured. Again, he's got to show and prove to Steeler Nation still. Chase asks, hey, Moan, do you see Calvin Austin, Anthony Miller, or a rookie playing the slot at wide receiver this year? Uh, playing the slot, that's always tricky because guys move around like heck. We saw George Pickens play the slot this year. We did. These guys got to be very versatile when it comes down to their playmaking ability at the wide receiver room. And it's a pro about to probably get really tight because you got two people that are going to be asking for the ball a lot. Deontay and George Pickens moving forward. But with that also being said, the guy I love to see because I know he has the speed is Calvin Austin. Calvin's got to stay healthy himself. But, man, talking about a dude that could really hurt defenses if he can stay on the field. Yeah, uh, Aiden asks, hey, Moan. Actually, he says, hey, Mom. Hey, yeah, you can say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Madden 23, and I drafted a fake lineman named Ramon Anchor. Do you make royalties from likeness? Uh, not anymore. Did you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's what guys refer to as the Madden check. Uh, you get your royalties. It's for your name, image, and likeness in the NFL, the uh, public licensing and stuff like that. There are some kickbacks. And it comes right to you. It wasn't yes, through the NFLPA or anything like that. It, 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 it's, 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 it's a deal that's done through the NFL and NFLPA as far as the licensing go. If you buy a jersey of mine and some gear, I actually get a check. Of course, my merch post-retirement ain't what it was when it was when I was playing. I think recently I got like a $6.87 check as far as merchandise sold online. Somebody probably bought some gloves or something like that. Did you ever have an issue with their, their – uh... The grade on you, their assignment? 
Uh, no, not really, man, because I understood it's a video game. Until those guys, uh, I, I called them out that time in camp. You remember that? No, that was, P- that, was, those yeah, that was PFF. That's but, different. That's different. Nah, as long as I was in the 80s, which I usually was, I yeah. didn't have a problem with that. I, I usually held about 81 to like 86, 87. I was There's nothing good wrong that. with that. Yeah, absolutely not. wrong with that. Frankie no. chides me here. He says, DK, you got to back up a little bit. It's... <laughs> Hey, Moan. <laughs> got to be way back there, apparently. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt about it, DK. Oh, my goodness here. Little Rush asks, it's time to come out of the past. Winning teams are aggressive in free agency and the draft. We're too old school, and that's why we're an average franchise now. Oh, that cuts deep right there. I have, uh, a, I have, a, two, there. I have a two-word response here, first of all. I'll give you mine. I'll let you finish up with aggressive and free agency in the draft. What if it don't work? Cleveland Browns. I I get what you're saying. March champions. Everybody loves when their teams make these moves, but you got to also look at the amount of players that they, they struck out on. So you're saying point about Cleveland forever been in a position to be aggressive. And, Mm -hmm. and, And it's just like, they run that team like how you would raise your children, I guess. You can't tell anybody how to raise their kids. And Pittsburgh's method seems to be working in years past. Uh, you're transitioning from a franchise quarterback, uh, Lil Rush. So uh, there's we are in a transition slash rebuild is what we call this era right now. When, and we've never been aggressive when it comes down to, to free agency too, DK. Yeah, as Jake points out here, he says really bad teams go heavy in the draft yeah. also. I mean, that's – you know. It, I don't think this is the pattern, okay? Uh, I, yeah. No, I, we're a smarter franchise than that, DK. Also, you know, when you look at these things, I, I still hear people referring to teams as cheap, and everybody ends up pen, spending almost the same. There's a $20 million gap from top to bottom in the NFL. Okay, yeah. there's, no, there's really no such thing as cheap, or they got, you know, they pay a zillion dollars. Now, the Rams, like you've pointed out, did some different things. Yeah, they did. Okay? They mortgaged a lot. Yeah, but they mortgaged their future and gave up all kinds of guaranteed cash and everything else. And I think that's just look, they got their Super Bowl out of it. Yay them. Yeah. Uh but but but, but a lot they, of those fans are now transitioning to either being Chargers, Vegas, or or or, or fans of another team, 49ers. Or those fans Rams of fans. In that part of the world, fans of other activities. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent like the beaches. They don't care if they have an NFL team. Or not. It, it's as simple as that here. Uh, Squid asks, are we cheap when we pay $12 for a beer Ooh. at <laughs> Akershire Stadium, PNC Park, or PPG Paints Arena? Uh, I guarantee you the Steelers aren't making their money off a of beer. No, I, I think that actually goes towards the city in that capacity, DK, or at least most of it does. You got to also remember the Steelers don't own that stadium in uh, Pittsburgh either, so that's a city thing. Yeah. I do know the Falcons mm-hmm. came out as far as hand cheap fur uh, concession stand Way when it comes cheaper. down to Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, that's something that maybe the fans may have to beat on the drum about, DK. Stefan it's the largest dead cap hit at 4.7. Do you think any player or the front office would reach out to see how he feels sometimes time heals we need to return playing i think steph's done i think he's done and when you in a mental space like how he was as far as to it goes and then to have that time off 
I'm sorry to tell y'all, but it is super hard to crank back up when you're out of the game like that. Dudes has been suspended for a while. I mean, God bless them when they decide to. But I'll tell you this, it's probably harder for a D lineman and offensive lineman to get back into the mood of, of playing physical football. Yeah. Scott Sander says, hey, Moan, still a chance for Terrell Edmonds to be back, right? How likely? I'd really like to see it. Can't he help? I've said this time and time again. The longer he's out there, I think the higher responsibility, I mean, the higher reality sets in for a guy like that, um, that, that know like the market isn't what they thought it was going to be, or you don't want to go to another team and overprove yourself. And I say overprove because you're an outsider. He can walk back into that Pittsburgh locker room and just be Terrell. You know, he doesn't have to, you know what you're getting day in and day out when it comes down to practice and the games. Uh, it's a matter of him trying to sharpen himself for the next time. He uh, gets to free agency. Brandon Holmes comes at us from Facebook. And by the way, remember that it's not just YouTube. It's also Facebook uh, where you can participate live. He says, we have the right pattern. What would you think if Kenny has a good season next year? Would we consider locking him up early on a five-year, $400 million contract. <laughs> it would save us money in the long run. Oh, boy. That just made my eyes bug out of my head. <laughs> uh, what kind of year? I'm going to just ask that one because you mentioned him getting five years, $400 million. Jeez, Louise. Uh, Kenny next year, man, has to be better at his decision-making. That means getting the ball out of his hand. Uh, not trying to to be Batman, as I said last year. Remember, it's like we don't need him to be Batman. We just need him to make the plays he's supposed to. I think his timing with his wide receivers is going to be the biggest step that he has to make moving forward. His ability to lead is there from what I'm saying. His ability to make the throws are there. It's the timing of his throws that have to be a whole lot better when it comes down to Kenny. When we come back, more of your questions. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Tell you what, I'm a big fan of persistence here. Little Rush is not done with us. He keeps coming here. He says, every recent Super Bowl champ, all of them have been aggressive in free agency and the draft. At what point do we start admitting that the Steelers' way doesn't work anymore? When was the last time we've been a Super Bowl contender? Well, hang on a second. You're asking a couple of different things there. Yeah. Last year, the Steelers were as active in free agency as any team. And I mean, right off the bat, stuff they've yeah. never done before. So what are we even discussing here? And this is the other part, too. The team that won the Super Bowl did it with mostly homegrown guys. Uh, Dunlap was a cheaper free agent for them. Juju was a cheaper free agent for them. They got asked to trade away Tyreek, and they did. They didn't, weren't looking to trade him away. They were uh, super self. I mean, well, not self. They were super aggressive and not wanting to pay Tyreek. You got to think about this. They lost Tyreek. And still won with their homegrown guys. They got a six-round right guard. They got a second-year uh, center who's a left-handed guy. They ended up trading for Orlando Brown. Still didn't pay him. So what are we getting at? It's what you see and what you think. Not everybody has Patrick Mahomes. That is very hard to duplicate. Yeah. Now I'm I'm more in tune with this with this next one here. Mm -hmm. 
says uh, S four hundred says aggressive NFL free agency does not equate to long term success. You have to draft those players and get their prime years when they are cheap. Uh, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, but uh, somebody else brought up here. I got to find it here. It was the one on here. It was on. Uh, oh, it's the same same individual brings up. We should have retained Javon Hargrave instead of trying to buy him in free agency for eighty million. So no aggressive free agency is not the answer. See that I'll agree with Javon in his second contract got three mm-hmm. years, thirty nine million from Philadelphia. Yeah, the Steelers should have gotten that. Yeah, gotten that done. Okay. Yeah. Especially but they since, also thought they had Tua coming back though too, didn't he? So you can uh, understand you can understand everything around it. But yeah, yeah. But that brings me back to Cam Sutton too. Hey, look, Patrick Peterson is one wonderful replacement. Yeah, okay, I, I to say that. the least. Yep. So this isn't any kind of call on Peterson, but if you're gonna do the draft and develop thing here, keep your guys. Yeah, I, I can. I, I'll roll with you on that one, one hundred percent. And, and maybe we can say this. The Pittsburgh can be a little stubborn when it comes down to their price versus what market value is for certain players because the first deal for Javon and this one for Cam, yeah, I think you can mostly make those two happen right there. Yeah, I agree with that one. Alex Flores says, hey, Moan, did the Patriots overpay for Juju three years and $33 million? What are you talking about? No, absolutely not. Juju got three years, $33 million with two guaranteed from the he Patriots. Did? Yeah. Yes, he did. Wow. Really good for him. Uh, really, really good for him. And, yeah. And yeah. $11 million a year for a number two slash slot wide receiver. That's very good money. Do you understand me? Juju I, I did really good. I can't pick my job off the floor here. I thought this was a prank. When did this <laughs> no, happen? This happened at around, around 1, 12, 1 to okay. 2 o'clock today. All right. Maybe I've been a little tied bit up with some that. other stuff. I'm traveling to New York tonight to uh, – do some hockey over the next three days and had my mind elsewhere. And I juju. Wow, yeah. Man. And by the way, his deal was exactly what J- uh, Jacoby Myers, who ended up leaving to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. They offer him the exact same deal. And I get, well, either they didn't offer Jacoby Myers that man, he tweeted out cold world or something like that, because uh, he was like, he'd have stayed for that. So that ought to let that ought to tell you, if you like Jacoby Myers and you get juju, that was very fair. Poor guy like Juju. That that big rookie year that he had. Oh, I don't I don't know if we're getting that level anymore. So no. Juju's that's really good market. Eleven to thirteen for number two is really good money. Sean says Juju doesn't fit with Bill Belichick. You'll be surprised, my man. Yeah. But just if you think just because somebody's active on Twitter or whatever that they're 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 not the guy. Belichick couldn't care less, man. Who's the wildest guy in the NFL for a little while? Gronk. They made yeah. it work in New England. Well, not to be a jerk here, but they had a murderer on their team. Hey, come on. What are, what are I mean, they did. Here? I'm not even making a funny here. I mean, I mean this is, this is the team too. that gets cited as role models for everything here. They're the ones that had the murderer and Gronk and everything else, I mean, but, but they're the angels. LeGarrette Blunt left us to go there. We didn't hear yeah. a peep out of them. So, yeah, you, you make it work for when the job is at hand. Yeah, no, I don't I – don't. I don't buy any of this stuff here. Here, Aiden says, Ramon, did you ever deal with burnout as a football player? Ooh, you know, the only time a player deals with burnout is uh, when they're losing. <laughs> That's oh, the only time. Good. It, it really is, man. The, the game, the excitement of it is, is friggin' phenomenal. Nobody really deals with burnout when it comes to 
the game unless you just got some personal stuff going on or your team sucks. That's the only time I've ever known guys be like, man, I'm ready for the season to be done. And I never really heard that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. Uh, Benia says, hey, Moan, thoughts on letting Terrell Edmonds walk and drafting Brian Branch, a three-safety yeah. set of Minka, KZ, and Branch. I'm not uh, high pick on a safety. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's 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 – I can't see that being the case, man. Uh, I think the most likely scenario, unless we get off this thing today, DK and Terrell is somewhere else, uh, <laughs> is, is probably him coming back. We've seen guys into that second week. That's what Pittsburgh likes to deal with for the most part. I see a lot of concern for Terrell Edmonds coming back to Pittsburgh, but there's also a group of people that also wish he wouldn't come back to Pittsburgh, man. But <laughs> They quieted down over the past year. I think, when, <clears throat> you know, the one thing you can say for sure about T.E., is he's available yeah he's okay. available for a guy who has not necessarily the stockiest fullest build yeah he's, he's in on every tackle he's aggressively and passionately in on every tackle and this defense needs some of that especially with their inside linebacker play you and, know what i mean yeah and i'd say this too the best thing you can do for a guy uh with a guy like terrell for coaches is this you know exactly what you're getting week in and week out. So you can plan around him, for him, and through him. So there's value in that, knowing what guys' deficiencies are. Yeah, there's no question about that. State of the Steelers says, Hey, Moan, do you feel Omar Khan stamped his mark in his first free agency, or do you feel underwhelmed? It's it's, it's, it's second? It's, it's actually technically it's day one. This is day one. Yeah, because the the legal tampering thing is not you can't actually sign people. Yeah, they can't really sign because you so, check the Steelers website. We're talking about for, yeah, we're talking about free agency in the past tense. That's a little bit rough. Uh, let's go. If we're if we're giving him credit <laughs> for Mason Cole and James Daniels last year. No, I think we're desk calves. Yeah. Oh wow, Cav. Well, let's Kevin, go Kevin stayed on. This is actually important <laughs> for people to know. Kevin stayed on. Technically and in every other way, through to the conclusion of the NFL draft. The draft. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. So for Omar, this this is right up. He, he learned from the wizard himself, Kevin. I mean, he's not going to do too much or overextend this team to try to you know appease to the masses when it comes down to management of this team because this is what you got to realize too. His job, you know, it, it, it comes and go with what he does with the management of this squad. There's a different role to play now for a guy like him. So you potentially get a starter and Cole Holcomb at middle linebacker. You get a veteran and Patrick Peterson also. And Larry Ogunjobi being able to be signed back at that deal, you just said, too, you didn't know uh, – well, you had the feeling that he would want to stay around and not be bouncing from franchise to franchise. Well, that's another big signing for us, too. You get stability and you get depth along that. And also with the uh, – with, 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 we're just getting started. We're not even on Thursday, Friday yet, or next week with free agency. Yeah, there's a long way to go. You know, we've actually gotten so spoiled with the Steelers' activity in free agency the last couple of years that we forgot. The Steelers used to wait like a month. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. sometimes, and sometimes still end up with nobody. Yeah, no, absolutely not. They just weren't into it. Robert comes at us from England. He wants to know if we have any Jack Lambert stories. You ever meet him? Never met him. Me neither. Absolutely I don't, I don't know of anybody who's even seen him. 
me either heard he's in the Pennsylvania Hills somewhere, he's somewhere but, up in Butler County or something like that. I, probably, and we don't even know if that's true. We've just heard it. No, nah, he's probably wrestling alligators with his bare hands or something. Do they have alligators <laughs> in Butler County? If they do, well, let's not trouble. forget that person in what was it, Washington, PA, that had that uh, big exotic uh, exotic animal swarm. You remember that a few years oh, back? Yeah, maybe yeah. about ten years now. Yeah, he released them into the wild. And then he ended up in Butler County somehow here. <laughs> he did. My Spanish is terrible, but Rodrigo says, Saludos desde, desde Mexico. Mexico. Hey, look at you, man. Well, you're the one who spent time down there. I, I've been there three times, but you went down there like on a on a uh, on an ambassador's mission. Yeah, we did the uh, Steelers uh, football camp there. Let me tell you, it was a bunch of willing participants down there that were hitting those heavy bags and stuff. I was like, goodness gracious, I don't even hit it this hard. It was fun, man. Still a nation reaches so vast, DK, even in other countries. It was a fun, it was a fun thing to do. Even Katanning, apparently. Look at that. Yeah. Dean wants everybody to hit the like button and the you know, do the share too. The shares, this doesn't cost anybody anything, you know. No, absolutely just, nothing at all. Just to, except for my man Little Rush, who just can't let us go here. Little Rush got to get it off his head, man. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Can defensive-minded head coach win in this new NFL? I like Tomlin, but I'm not a fan of either coordinator. I feel like we're out of an out-of-touch franchise. The funny thing is, Little Rush, you're making some good points in, indiv- in individual increments, and then you come back with these generalities like we're out of touch or we're this or that. And can I say something here? This is your format. Let's go. This ain't talk radio. This is real. Okay. If you say, if you say something like we're an out of touch franchise on talk radio, they're going to eat it up. Yeah. Coming up top of the hour are the Steelers an out of touch franchise monster truck sounds, monster truck sounds. And that's what you're going to get. And it's like, come on, man, let's just be real. Like you bring up a really good first point there. You know, there are defensive coaches left in the NFL. There just are. Not many. There there are. And this is the thing about them, too, is you're probably going to have more defensive head coaches because the ones that got really good offensive coordinators, they get snatched up by other teams to be head coaches. That's what you're dealing with, too. So they're there and very successful in the NFL. It's just the offense is is what's on the forefront. I'll tell you this. I I wouldn't be shocked if the pendulum swung the other way sometime soon when it comes down to how the NFL operates. Brian says, hey, Moan, am I wrong for simply enjoying how the Steelers roster is managed year in and year out? That's interesting. Are you wrong for simply enjoying it? No, because you know what you're getting. I think that's always good, man. And and this is the other portion of that, too. You don't suck enough to have to go get those types of guys. <laughs> that's what you're saying, Brian, with an E. You don't suck enough as a franchise to go get those big-time guys. Think about that. You have wide receivers. That's a big ticket. You have an offensive line, right, for the most part. That's Mm -hmm. another big ticket. You got a quarterback, big ticket there. Could you – would you want to go get a guy like Javon Hargraves? DK, you've covered this team for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Have they ever went and snatched up that type of defensive lineman? Oh, no. That type of defensive lineman? No. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's, – Defense heavy draft coming, says Dwayne. I, I can't argue that. Uh, I, I think that I think there's a chance that each of those first three picks could go on defense, especially uh, with the signing yesterday of offensive line depth. Yeah, I, I think that you have now put yourself in a spot where you you feel like you have 
six starters or you have a you have depth that you yeah. can trust more I'm thinking than what you through, had yeah. uh, and I'm talking obviously about Nate Herbig coming in a two-year deal worth eight million that's not exactly backup money he'll mess around and that's why I mentioned it you yesterday. Know? there's going to be a competition somewhere as far as what he was given for a backup type of role now, I don't I don't necessarily think that's it yeah. Um, Chris says, wow, to something. I don't know. what the, Did I say something? <laughs> oh, was it the talk show it. thing? I couldn't care yeah. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Alex asks you, hey, Moan, should we have buyer's regret since Darius Slay is a free agent? No, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Darius Slay is going to hit the market and get a very hefty check. I would also think Pittsburgh is probably having some conversation with him and his representation, too just to see where they are, where his number is. Uh, but again, I've said this. What do you want? You want him and Patrick Peterson, or do you want a, a, a high rookie too? You know, like which one? There's not room for all three when it comes down to it. So I, I, it's tough because he's a talent, but I just don't know if Pittsburgh is going to be willing to pay that ticket for a guy like him. Aaron asks, hey, Moan, do you think Mark Robinson will develop and have a chance to start at inside linebacker? I like this question, Aaron, for this reason. This time of the year, you forget about most of your guys that's on your own roster. Think about how much we were gushing over Mark Robinson last year and the potential and me having met this kid, too, this young man, and, and watching him kind of salivate at the opportunity that he's going to have a shot. If he learns how to play linebacker a whole lot better, as far as his overall skill set, instincts, learning the defense, he has the speed, the physicality, and the want to to play that position. I think he'll have a chance to start at middle linebacker for sure. Dietrich wants to know if you've ever watched reruns of Boardwalk Empire. Uh, haven't watched reruns. Uh, I watched the entire series. Loved it. It's an HBO series, DK. Amazing, man. Oh, you got to check that out. Another good sitcom watch, to watch, watch too. TV on Netflix is uh, Peaky Blinders. If you watch Boardwalk Empire, you will love Peaky Blinders. See, you never know what you're going to get on this show. We're going to take, take a couple more today here. Zach says, hey, Moan, I know, you, I know you never hit the open market, but can you speak on what the process of teams signing players is like? How long is the conversation? How do players often make their decision? See, you, I'm going to just clarify here. While, while Ramon did not hit the open market, Technically, there were uh, okay. <laughs> there were some. There were some close calls there, in particular the third and final contract. Yeah. So this is how it goes, Zach. Like whether you hit the free open market or not, like right now will be considered the open market because legal tampering. Y'all saw at twelve o'clock on Monday, one o'clock Central, uh, Eastern. I mean that people had already agreed to terms. The conversation starts before the actual open and tampering period actually says you're supposed to be allowed. Again, look at all the information that comes from the combine. That is where everything happens. That's where your market gets set. That's where teams have to decide on whether they want to retain guys or not. So although I didn't actually hit like throughout the week when it came to open market, I did and I knew what the price was. And you asked me how it, uh, you know, how it was stressful because you want to kind of go back to your new, uh, to your old team. But it's also like the idea of what they don't want me back. It is a very stressful uh, process, but it's a good one. 
Hugo closes us out today. He says, I follow you a lot, DK, from England. He says, you're a top guy and great to listen to. I had a soccer player once who was uh, – where, where was Kevin Kerr from? Do you remember? From the Riverhounds? No? Riverhounds. That's our soccer team here. Kevin Kerr. Uh, Scottish. Yeah. Super thick Scottish accent. And he once called <laughs> me – he once called me top man. And it top sounded – I, I never got a compliment like that in my <laughs> life. Because top man. Top yeah. man. Yeah, I had a uh, I had somebody so on my radio show. I do do radio too. Nashville. Mm-hmm. We had a yeah, guy yeah. from the UK call in and called Mister Irrelevant the Spoon Boy. And I'm trying to. I was like the Spoon Boy is what, what he called him, Mister <laughs> Irrelevant. Yes, it was hilarious. But there's, I guess, uh, there's some type of way of like correlating it to like Mister Irrelevant Spoon Boy. Jerry Yeager does close us out today with a terrific question. Hey, Moan, what are the do's and don'ts when a fan yeah. meets a player? I think you want to hear Mr. You, know, you want to hear Mr. Um, Mr. Foster. Mr. I don't, Foster. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother okay. me. I'll tell you the one that got me. The only mm. one that got me is adults sending kids to get autographs for themselves. Oh, for eBay. That's the only one that got me. Not not that the kid wanted the autograph, but the dad in the corner is hustling his kids to get the autograph. That right and they there. They send those giant binders up with it for the eBay. Yeah. I know it's a hustle. Yeah. Oh, DK, that's the one that get me. I'll be looking like, dude. Don't use your kid to get what you want. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> That's the one that got me. Uh, thanks to Stephen. Thanks to everybody who participated today. Again, we're close to 500 uh, on, on, the, on the live participants. Uh, and, and, of course, the show is still available for everybody to watch after that. Again, I'm heading to New York tonight, Moan. And we'll, but we'll still do another one of these because we are. Yeah, 100%. We, we are really insanely committed. Because this is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. I'm having fun doing this too, man. This is freaking awesome. Um, yeah, 100%. I'm here if you are, DK. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's do it again tomorrow. 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. People, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You know? Don't make don't make me send this guy over here. <laughs> Wait, I'm pointing the wrong way. <laughs> this guy over here after you. Okay. You're one of them. Yes, indeed, DK. See y'all.